Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I'm Erica Del Sordo, here to discuss topics that affect people's personal and professional lives. Join me each week as we talk with experts who know how to answer life's questions and ease your mind. Hi, I'm Erica Del Sordo. Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I was able to grab the ear of a very busy lady in South Florida, the village of Palmetto Bay's Mayor Karen Cunningham. Now, Mayor Cunningham is a native of Miami-Dade County. She's an accomplished teacher, activist, and advocate for education. She began her career teaching first grade and has been with Miami-Dade Public Schools for 18 years. Mayor Cunningham served as village of Palmetto Bay Councilwoman for seat one from 2014 through 2018. During that time, she focused on residents and quality of life in Palmetto Bay, and we have a lot to talk about. Welcome, Mayor Cunningham. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for being here with me. Now, I understand that everything is starting to reopen today. Uh, is that right? And more so, I guess, for Miami-Dade County, and that's a big deal because everything was closed, and it's such a, a huge, you know, Dade and Broward counties are a huge part of Florida. So actually for the village of Palmetto Bay, the openings began uh, May 18th, which was uh, last week. Okay. Yeah, so we, um, we held off on opening our parks for two weeks, the parks that opened in Miami-Dade County two weeks prior. Uh, and so, but our parks opened, uh, two of our five parks opened on May 18th. Uh, and then we kind of followed the protocol for uh, the county as it relates to the opening of businesses, non-essential businesses. So restaurants are now open in the village of Palmetto Bay. I know many people are excited about that. Uh, they are open at 50%, the same as the county uh, has outlined through their regulations. Well, that's fantastic to hear. That's very good. Glad things are starting to get back to normal. Now, I know Palmetto Bay is a beautiful place to live. It's where children enjoy excellent schools and where older residents want to age. It's a hometown neighborhood feel. And of course, I grew up in Miami. I was born and raised there and only recently moved to North Florida. So I, I love the area. Um, how has the pandemic really affected your quaint little town? It is getting back to normal, you're saying, but what has happened in the past and what really do you have set in place for the future? Sure. So the village of Palmetto Bay Village Hall is still not open to the public, but we have resumed all of our regular business activities. So uh, if you're a person that just purchased a home and you're looking to permit, etc., all of the regular things that you would expect uh, to see happening in a small town are happening. Um, we're also preparing for hurricane season, which we know is just around the corner on uh, June 1st. And um, so looking to uh, clean drains and trim trees. So public services, public works department, they're up and running. Uh, our parks uh, have really stepped up our parks and rec because we can't convene uh, together as a community, which uh, we're called the Village of Parks, but I like to think of us as the Village of Parks and Events, family-oriented events, because we certainly have a lot of them in our community. Uh, so they've really stepped it up. Um, as a matter of fact, today we're having a kids virtual town hall, which is an initiative of mine. Uh, this will be the fifth one, the first one we do virtually. So a little bit nervous about that. Uh, I'm working Fine. with teens in the community. So we've, we've been doing a lot of activities to kind of keep people connected uh, as a community. Um, virtually. 
I like to hear that. That needs to happen, of course, this way. It doesn't, you know, no one's been, or a lot of people have not been socializing. So that's wonderful. I know Palmetto Bay staff is in constant motion. Um, what are the many achievements in your department as community and economic development in your departments? How's that going? So um, we're, we're a city, I like to think of us as a city in transition. Um, that's why the things that we put into effect today uh, during this time are going to be important for the future of our village. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a small area um, in what we're calling our downtown area. Um, and we're in the process of rewriting the code for that. Uh, hopefully at some point we'll be able to draw in um, you know, new businesses. We are a community that's built on, uh, really, I say in a large part on the backs of mom and pop. A lot of our uh, commercial and business uh, institutions here are owned by people that uh, live and play in Palmetto Bay. So they're, they're residents here. Uh, so seeing how our downtown area, how we're able to create like a center for the village, uh, I think that's going to change some of the dynamics, but what's important to me is making sure that we're able to keep this village um, fabric, the village feel uh, that we currently have. Of course. I like that. I like that. Now, there's been collaboration, I presume, with the village um, and with Miami-Dade County um, throughout the COVID-19 crisis. Um, how often are you meeting now? I know you guys typically meet up, of course, for collaboration for all of Dade County, but how has the COVID-19 pandemic really changed that? Sure. Well, actually, I, I know this is going to sound a little bit odd, but I think that the meeting component, and I'm sure many people, many of your viewers uh, will agree, uh, we're all ready for a meeting via Zoom, right? So uh, it's actually, I think, um, brought all of the county mayors, there's 34 of us together, uh, meeting on a more regular basis. We meet once a week through the Miami-Dade League of Cities on Thursdays. Uh, to convene as a, a mayor's group. Uh, then that Miami-Dade League of Cities board meets on Tuesdays, and they've really uh, been a direct uh, connection to the county mayor. And all of that, uh, to me, as a new mayor, uh, is important. Then we've got, you know, in my opinion, another layer, if you will, or component, and that is the South Dade community. So South Dade uh, starts at about Southwest 136th Street in Pinecrest and goes all the way to the Monroe Dade line. So uh, it's a very uh, long area, a very large area, uh, often underserved in the past. It's been an underserved area. Uh, so even uh, this morning, we were the mayors uh, from Pinecrest, uh, Palmetto Bay, Cutler Bay, and Homestead in Florida City were meeting with our county commissioner. And we were talking about we talked a little bit about the pandemic uh, and the different phases uh, and how we're all functioning and what the next steps are, uh, but also looking again towards the future. We talked about traffic and some of the changes uh, that are being uh, implemented in the South Dade area. We have a, a huge influx of um, folks looking to move to a more affordable area, which is the South Dade area. So uh, traffic, if you, you remember, because you lived here. And reported it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a mess. You've got two streets, literally, to get out of South Dade, uh, yeah. and that's US-1 and Old Scott the Road. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had a long discussion on the US-1 corridor uh, this morning. Uh, and I think, really, that's a credit not only to my colleagues, uh, but to the county, because 
even during the pandemic, while they're focused on the immediate needs of the community as it relates to COVID-19, there's also uh, that kind of leadership that you would want in place that's looking towards the future because we can't just stop all business, right? Uh, right? So we've got things that need to get done and we're in the process of working together to get those things moving along even during you know, difficult times. This is true. Where would you send people if, if anyone has a question, let's say about you know, driving, about uh, shops opening, about just the city, where would we uh, send people? Sure, well, there's a, they can, right here, they can contact their mayor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, my email address is kcunningham at palmettobay-fl.gov. They can call me directly, 305-799-0695. Uh, but they can also do outreach to uh, the Village Hall. Uh, as I said, even though Village Hall is not open to the public, we have staff that's currently uh, on hand. Our phones are being answered and there's business being done. That number is 305-259-1234. Okay, I'll make sure I put all of those up so folks know where to find you. Um, okay. What I know that we were discussing though, June first, uh, the start of hurricane season, and of course that's really what everyone needs right now. While we're going through a pandemic, now we need a hurricane to fly yeah. through here. Uh, what what are some of the precautions that are being taken by uh, the villages and of course by other surrounding areas? Sure. So, uh, well, for, for us, we've got a few things going on in the village of Palmetto Bay. The first and, and probably one of the most significant uh, is the drain cleaning. Uh, we've dedicated $100,000 in our budget to drain cleaning. Uh, we've got a meeting on Monday and I'm going to be asking for a little bit more because I'd like to see us do a more robust uh, drain cleaning uh, in our village. Um, the drains are key and and you know, not for nothing, we've seen over the last three days where it has literally, I don't know about where you are, but down here, I mean, it rained for 24 hours straight, three days in a row. So uh, uh, those, those drains are super important. Uh, mind you, uh, Palmetto Bay is, you know, we're right on Biscayne Bay. We are a city that has many, many miles of canals. And so all of that uh, is super important, water quality and making sure water drains appropriately during rain. Uh, but, you know, the thing during hurricane season that people don't often um, focus on is that storm storm surge. And almost all of Palmetto Bay is in an evacuation zone. So making sure that they know what their zone is, and we are going to be having, uh, coming up in the very near future, a virtual hurricane preparedness, preparedness workshop uh, where residents can act I, well, I can tell you the names because it's two really awesome meteorologists. I hope I can give them a little plug here. Yes. Uh, all right. Robert Malena uh, from uh, the uh, National Weather Service is going to be with us virtually. And uh, uh, Ryan Phillips uh, from NBC6 is going to be with us as well. So I think they're going to really complement each other, give a lot of technical information, and then just a lot of... Uh, you know, common sense uh, information that people need to be uh, focused in on. And then the second component to drain cleaning is tree trimming. We are a beautiful, we have a beautiful environment down here, but we've got a lot of trees. Actually, we're Tree City USA. Uh, so there's a lot of trees to be trimmed. Uh, so uh, we've been making the rounds, doing it on the major thoroughfares. Obviously, when branches fall uh, or trees are uh, impacted during uh, winds, during hurricanes, uh, electrical lines are impacted, your, your cable uh, is impacted, and sometimes worse, your homes are impacted. So uh, getting people um, 
kind of teed up, if you will, to, you know, for their trees, making sure they're cut. And then, of course, uh, the village is taking care of the trees that we maintain. How has uh, the village of Palmetto Bay bounced back after hurricanes in the past? So we were, I think the longest electrical out, uh, outage was during Irma, besides Andrew. I mean, that was some, obviously, you probably don't even remember it. I do. It was a long time ago. Uh, I was here. <laughs> okay. Uh, but during Irma, we had homes that were out without electricity for 14 days. That's a two full weeks without electricity. It's a long time. That's a long time. Um, yeah, so we did uh, bounce back. A, a, you know, we've got a plan in place, so that's good. And I think that that has really kind of trickled over too to our plan, even though I know that this came without a plan book as it relates to COVID-19, but we have a really solid uh, community emergency response team. And I think we were able to kind of plug some of those pieces in place uh, during the pandemic as well, because what you do for one emergency might not be exactly the same, but if you've got a plan in place and you know how to run when something's happening, you can kind of pick up that playbook and tweak it a little and move it into the next, uh, next emergency. That's so true. And what you said is so true with what people were doing. The only thing we've known as Floridians or South Floridians to do is prepare for a hurricane. So when this pandemic struck, that's why everyone was buying water and they started preparing for a hurricane. And it's totally different. Um, but at least everyone started preparing for something. <laughs> do you want to add exactly. anything else? Anything else at all about what the city is doing? Any more events going on? So, uh, well, we've got uh, some upcoming events. I mentioned the hurricane workshop. I also mentioned mentioned uh, the Kids Town Hall, which uh, is going to be very cool. I'm looking forward to that, my background in public education. Tomorrow, we are doing a caravan because we've got hundreds of uh, high school seniors that are graduating, and what an impact uh, to them during this pandemic, right? Everything, right. No, no, no prom, no end of school ceremonies, no grad bash, uh, and of course, you know, no crossing that stage. So uh, school districts and private schools are kind of doing uh, either virtual or, you know, drive-through uh, drive uh, graduation ceremonies. Um, the, the village is going with our school board member, Dr. Feldman, one of our uh, county commissioners, mm -hmm. our entire council, our police department, and our fire department, and we are visiting all the grads. That's so we nice. are doing uh, a, a drive about, which is, is quite exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're in the process right now. One of the things being a family-oriented community is the uh, waiting for the directives as it relates to uh, camps, summer camps. And I think that uh, what we put in place there is going to be key to many families uh, as we try to re, you know, re-engage uh, the economy because in a family-oriented community where uh, over 20% of your residents are under the age of 19, uh, someone has to stay home with them. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to launch our summer camp. That'll probably be sometime in July. We'll see how that kind of pans out. Uh, I know folks are trying to get back to their businesses as they start to reopen. So uh, we're just here to support, support our local businesses, support our families, uh, and move forward together. I like that. I really like that. That's a you have a wonderful city. Um, you do a great job. So thank you very thank you so much for being with me. Thank you very much. I'm going to put all of your websites where everyone can find more information. Great. I'll have your phone number, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you very much for your time. This was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much, Erica. Bye bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.